Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. I'm telling you right here and now, people are affecting the level of praise you got. Whether you're not watching out for it, you better be careful. Because ungodly communication is messing up the level of your thankfulness. People wearing you out. I'm telling you, it's true. You want to see it? Let me show you this thing so we can find our pathway of praise. That's We're going to be, we were in the path, remember we were in the pathway of praise? You liking that? In the Passion Translation? Go to Psalms 100. We almost read about all of it. But I want you to see this, and then I want to, I want to pull in the element. Don't, don't let people, we're going to read it in the Passion, Psalms 100, in verse 1. We're going to go there, and then I want you to see some stuff, okay? Okay? Are you all right with this? And I want you to write this down. And I want you to understand where we're going today. Last week, if you weren't here, I told you these lepers, I said, what's messing up my thankfulness? Amen? And sometimes we, we stop being thankful for certain reasons. One of the reasons we found that is this, is that we forget what God done for us. You know what I mean? Go from season to season, we forget. Remember when he came through? Remember when he did this? Thankfulness is an attitude of the heart, but thankfulness sometimes can be overlooked because what happens is what? We, we don't really, number one, we, we really we lose focus on it because we become unconscious of the things that God has done. And remember we looked at those lepers, we said, well, man, they got healed and they got delivered and only one of them came back. Only one came back to thank him. So people are quick to forget what God has done for them. We all are. You know what I mean? Another thing we start is we, we forget, we're forgetters how good he's been, right? Wasn't that one of the elements we talked about? Forgetting, you know what I mean? Forget, the Bible says, forget not his benefits. Forget not what he does. Remember that? Okay, remember, how about this one? And this morning, I was thinking about something. God gave me the last piece of this uh, quick, and I was asking myself, I said, well, what's the other thing? He said, people, tell my people you're his people. Tell my people that the people around you are affecting your thankfulness. I said, well, that's a pretty good one. I never thought it out when he goes, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? People around you and the association, here's what I'm saying. What you're letting in your eye and what you're letting in your ear is affecting your level of thankfulness. Because I want to tell you right here now, a lot of you are letting the ungodly in, and you should be shutting the ungodly out. Oh, Pastor Chris, are you reading my Twitter? I could care less about your Twitter, and if I want to rebuke you, I'll do it to your face. I don't use my pulpit as a punching bag. I don't know what any of you say. I could care less. And if I want to rebuke you, I'll rebuke you because I told you last week, I don't know what anybody gives, so I feel free to just yell at anybody at any given moment. <laughs> just in case, you know, you're a big giver, I might be hesitant to yell at you. <laughs> I don't know what anybody gives. I yell at everybody. <laughs> See, I, I've mastered this. I figured out how to scandal-proof your ministry. I had a guy one time said, well, you know, I, I do this. I said, well, if you're too, bu you're too busy for that, bro, you might as well leave now because you ain't going to make it. <laughs> he said, what would you say to me? I said, well, you better leave now. Leave early before we really like, start liking one another because you're not going to make it around here. Hey, man, hallelujah. Because I'm going to tell you what, if there's a lot of people in the crowd, I get nervous about what you're saying. You'll get that one on the ride home. Yeah, Jesus had 5,000 hanging around. He said something. He went back to 12. He said, look, numbers look right. Let's keep going. <laughs> You'll get it on the ride home. It'll be okay. 
just you're pulling it in. But people are affecting the level of thankfulness because you're letting stuff in your eyes and you're letting stuff in your ears and you're letting stuff in your life that maybe is stopping you from elevating your thanksgiving because it's really starting to affect you and you might not even realize it. So you got to learn how to allow the ungodly not to get in. I'm going to talk about it in a little bit, but I want to look at this because the pathway of praise is going to be the prerequisite for you to get in the presence of God. And you're going to have to be careful who you're hanging around. I really felt this this morning, so I'm going to let it rip. It's going to be good. Some of you got to realize something. You're letting the ungodly get a little too much of your ear. And when you get a little bit of the ungodly to get too much of your ear, it starts affecting how you start seeing life. And I'm telling you right here now, association means a lot, so you better watch out who you're hanging around and who you're letting in and what you're letting in. And I want you to know, look right here in the psalm, glory to God. We're going to look at this in the Passion, verse 1. He said, lift up, lift up a great shout of joy to the Lord. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Now, see, this has got to be your attitude. Ah, you know, I don't get excited. You should be excited about God. Yeah. You hear about excited? You ain't got to be bouncing off the wall, but you should at least have a praise the Lord coming out your mouth. And, you know, half, half the Christians you and I know look like they've been sucking on pickle juice and eating lemons for crying out loud. I'm not happy about nothing. I know. I can see it in your face. My God, what's wrong with you? You know, I'm around here all day. I, mean, I, I get everywhere I go, it's I, causing problems. Yeah, the other day I was hitting golf balls in the office. That might not have been a good idea, but I, I, felt, I felt good about it. Amen. Hallelujah. I felt good about it, and I started pointing out things that were wrong with people, and they started getting mad at me with my golf club. I said, what's the matter with you? I'm a little wild, but I'm, I'm going to have fun. If we're going to do it, we're going to have fun. You know, you get around some people, they're just they're miserable all the time. They're just miserable 24 hours a day. Seven days. You know, they, somebody asked me the other day, they said, Pastor Chris, do you wake up grumpy in the morning? I said, no, I let her sleep. Glory to God. Hallelujah. She's not grumpy. It was a joke. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, man, relax. I used it in the morning service. They liked it. I didn't use it as personal, but that was pretty good, wasn't it? It's was a little bit better when I added me in there. No. Do you wake up grumpy in the morning? No, I let him sleep. Oh, see, she's at it right there. No, I let him sleep. You see what I'm saying? Come on, man. It's like that, though, isn't it? People are grumpy and their disposition's messed up and people mad. And this season of life we're living in, go, don't go to grocery store. Forget about it, man. It's like a nut house in that place, right? It's like, you know, I know, put your mask on. I'm down with it. But everybody's under tension and everybody's in pressure and everybody's mad and nobody's happy. And then we just got the election going on. And my God in heaven, if they're not shooting one another in the head about that one, you knew that was going to be a war. War in, war out. I know some of you are still whatever. Just relax. The earth's going to still keep rotating. Just chill. Okay? I get it. I understand it, right? We got election this and we got life this and we got pandemic that and we got this that and the other thing and we got all this crazy world we're living in and you guys got pressure and people got and it was like if you go in somewhere and go praise the lord they look at you like you need a doctor yeah. right you ever do it like you ever go somewhere and just be like praise the lord or something you let out you know like you let your god talk out in the earth and they look at you like what do you say right. praise what you know what i'm saying I'm, I'm going to let it out. And here's what happens. If you don't start getting a mentality of praising these negative effects of the earth and the people around you, starts becoming your disposition and you don't even realize it. You understand what I'm saying? So what do you got to do? I got to learn to put my praise on. Everybody say, put my praise on. You got to put your praise on. Amen. 
That ain't just some cute thing, you know. Habakkuk, remember I read Habakkuk to you, chapter 3 the other week? I read it to you. Habakkuk said, the vine, it, did, it didn't produce. Listen to what Habakkuk said. He said, the vine, it didn't produce no fruit. He said, the grapes, they didn't produce no increase. He said, the animals, they didn't even go for it. Habakkuk said, everything I got stinks. It ain't getting better, it's getting worse. Should have been this, should have been that, still don't work. Don't look good, don't sound good, nothing happened. And he said, yet. I'm going to praise him. Amen. That's what you got to have a yet praise. Yet praise. Yet what? What's yet mean? Yeah, I don't care what I see. I'm going to praise him anyway. I don't care what I feel. I'm going to praise him anyway. I don't care what it looks like. I'm going to praise him anyway. It might not look like I'm winning, but I'm going to praise him anyway. It might not sound like everything's great. I'm going to praise him anyway. It might not feel like this. I'm going to praise him anyway. It might not sound like I'm going to praise him anyway. My money might look funny, but I'm going to praise him anyway. The doctor report might not look right. If you keep praising him, he'll change his report. Because the report of the Lord is the report you believe. Come on, man. I don't know what to do. You better tell you what to do. You better get a checkup from the neck up and stop hanging around with Bozo the Clown and Humpty Dumpty. Come on, man. People try to give you all their crazy and get their crazy on you. I'll tell you what, you're going to lift up the minute. I'm going to read some stuff to you now. Now, when I read this to you, you better locate. Once you raise your standard of living, your circle of influence, man, is shrinking. I don't give me the church. I've been telling you people for a decade. I've been telling you longer than a decade. You can't look in the church to see God. What's wrong with you? I used to have these people, well, you know, there's hypocrites in the church. I said, be quiet. You a hypocrite. Now, the people that pull that hypocritical card have no wisdom in the arena of understanding who God told you to be like. They say, be like Ed. Ed's a great guy. They tell me, be like Junior. Jesus said, you go to church, you be like me. I'm holy, you be holy. I'm your standard. Not this dude, not that dude, and not this dude. That guy. Jesus said, you be like me. I'm holy, you be holy. Now, everybody's got to measure up. Because when I measure up to you, I look a little better in spots. You look a better in spots than me. I measure to you. You look good. You look good. We can do this all day long. But you can't be blowing out. You can't be blowing out his candle when you start looking at Jesus. Come on. He is the light. <laughs> and the light was the life of man. Come on, somebody. You see what I'm saying? It's like, why are you going to church? I don't want to go. There's a bunch of hypocrites. Like, you a hypocrite. You know what I'm saying? He didn't tell you be like your neighbor. He said, be like me. I'm holy. You be holy. He didn't say, come in here. Look, God has never taken out the human flaws of a man and taken them out of the Bible. He leaves them in there. He doesn't leave them in there to show you that you are weak or you're going to remain weak. He just tries to show you that you what? You are accepted the way you are. But he's here to transform you. So when you look at the ability of David to stumble and fall, you look at a God who could pick him up and bring him to another level. It's not there to say, stay the way you are. It is to say, I could change you and transform you however you come in. You see it? That's the thing, man. They're like, oh, you know, you've got to grow, though. You see it? Now, here's the question. Now, read this. Let's pop this up. Are you doing good? You having fun? Here, watch this. Lift up a great shout of joy, Lord, and what? Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Okay, that's good. That's easy. Everybody everywhere, praise the Lord. Right now, how many of you been practicing your praise? You got to practice your praise at the house. Sometimes, you know, they used to tell you, you got to fake it till you make it. You know what I mean? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Start out in the kitchen, right? Praise God. Glory. You know what I'm saying? Some of you like that. Some of you are real grumpy. You know 
Yeah, glory to God. Come on, man. He's God. Praise the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like give it like one of these in, in the living room. I know it's hard when you're by yourself, but you got to do it. Glory. <laughs> do it in the mirror. You'll start laughing. I promise you do it in the mirror. That's how I trained myself. I used to go in the mirror. I was in Bible school. I used to go in the mirror, you know, and I used to look at myself every day in the mirror. I'm like, praise the Lord. <laughs> I used to make myself do it. I'm telling you, listen, Paul, I used to make myself do it. I look at it. I put that shaving cream on. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> You'd be like, you don't want to praise the Lord today. I said, I know. I don't want to praise God. Glory to God. You feel like taking that razor and cut your face with it. Praise the Lord. You're like, oh, my God. What I got to deal with today? Praise God forevermore. His mercy endures forever. And you hear Brother Hagin in the back of your head. For the Lord is good. Glory again. Glory again. Praise the Lord. Learn again. Oh, God. You got to be content. The Bible says be content in whatever state you're in. I used to say, yeah, Oklahoma. That's my state I'm in. I got to be content. I swear to you, this is how I learned. I'm not kidding. I'd be there. It's like whatever state you're in, they're in, be content. I said, oh, God, I'd be shaving or something. Yeah, Oklahoma. Sun stopped coming out in the fall. I was like, oh, God, my tan's going out the window quick. I had issues, man. I sat in Doug Jones' righteousness class and complained one day. God said, you might as well go home. You ain't doing me no good. <laughs> Evan, that's when I knew I was in real trouble. I'm in Bible school sitting in there going, this stinks. I don't want to be here, God. I didn't say that out loud. I was thinking it. I was like, this, he's a goober. I don't want to hear what he's got to say about faith anyway. He's a great teacher. One of the best Bible teachers in the world. I need to have him come. I will once this stuff's all up. I'm writing. Somebody don't know what I'm talking about, but you're catching my spirit. I'm sitting here complaining. This things Bible school. I don't want to be Bible school. God's like, you should be kidding. And these thoughts are flashing through your head while the good ones are coming too. You should think this is a privilege. You should consider this an honor. But I'm gr I got my grumpies on. I got my grumpies on. I don't want to be here. God's like, you know what? You should just go home. I said, that cannot be the Lord. Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> he said, oh, no, it's me. You should go home because you ain't doing me no good and you ain't doing you no good sitting here with that attitude. You can't hear nothing he's saying. Did you hear what I just said? He said, you can't hear nothing he's saying. This guy's changing your life, and you're over here like a little grumpy pants because you didn't get it the way you wanted. Be thankful you're even here. I had to change my attitude. One time I walked up the steps. You know what the Lord told me? He talks to me once in a while. He's talking to you too. He said this. He said, what changes every day when you get up and go? I said, nothing. He goes, one thing changes is your attitude. You do the same stuff every day, don't you? Get up out of bed, go to the shop, do your thing, go to work. You go, you know, I'm going to say routine, right? Sun's out one day, raining the next day, cold one day, hot the next, whatever it is. Guess what? The only person that changes is you and your attitude. That's it. Nothing changed. Nothing really changed. Situation, circumstances change a little bit, but you can't do nothing about that. It's how you respond to them, though. You could be the same person. Everybody's like, well, it's a blue Monday. That's because you made it blue, baby. It's you. It's all about your perspective on things. He said, put some praise on it. Remember we used to sing that song? Come on, right? What's she say? Going to put a praise on it. Come on, you know it. That's what she told you. She said, put a praise on it. I got a miracle. It's got my name on it. I'm going to put a little praise on it. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I'm going to put a little praise on it. You got to put praise. I don't want to praise the Lord. Get rid. Come on, man. You train yourself. You don't do this because of how you feel. You do it because it's a command. You got that? 
Have you been asked to praise God? No, you've been commanded to praise God because he's good. Amen? Amen. Look at this scripture. Keep going. Watch this. You got it? Hey, as you serve him, be glad. Oh, my God. You got to be glad. Man, come on, man. Do you see what he said? How many of you serving God glad? He didn't say mad. He said glad. Look, he said here, worship him. Sing your way into his presence with joy. Oh, my God. Right there, you. how many of you been singing your way into the presence of the Lord with joy? Come on, man. Speak to you. How do you stay filled with the Holy Ghost? Speak to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart. Be not drunk with wine, but be ye filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you get that? Who's doing that? Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns. You know what that means? Singing them psalms out to yourself. Singing them, reciting them. Those proverbs and speaking them out. For the Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. Take them psalms and bury them in your heart. Sing into his presence. Look what it says right here. Look what it says right here. You're going to love this. Sing your way into the presence with joy. Sing your way. Uh, people say, I got, you ain't been in the presence of God in 30 years, some of these people. They ain't got the right requirement. They ain't got the password. But I'm giving you the password. You ain't going to go in. That's kind of cool shot. I like that. That was pretty good. Right? Look at this. Ready for this? Watch this one. Watch this one. Watch verse three. Verse three is going to mess you up. Come on, we got to get going. You're going to love this. Watch verse 3. Realize, I know you're absorbing this. You guys are really smart. You know how smart you are? This is, you guys are brilliant. I hope you're getting it. You know, you don't realize this? Because while I'm talking, you're, he's bending it to your ear going, you don't come in my presence worshiping me. I know. Guess what he's telling you? Hello. Hello. I go to your house. I want to get in that gate. You got a code? You better let me in, man. <laughs> You better let me in. How I get in your house? Give me them numbers. I got digits, passwords for everything. Watch this. Hey, realize what this really means. You got a privilege of worshiping him. Most people don't even know they're supposed to worship him. You got the prerequisite to do it, and you ain't going to do it? Mm-hmm. That's when the mom of the church used to slap everybody in the front row. Remember that? Yes, sir, E. Bob, I remember that. You didn't go to church like that. She told you it was up. Yes, she did. I went to church. <laughs> I went to church. I went to church where your hubby goes to church, and that lady started banging sticks. I didn't know what in heaven was going on there. She took out two sticks. She's like, clickety-clack, clickety-clack, clickety-clack. I said, I felt the Holy Ghost come up through the floor. They're like, come on, young man, worship the Lord. I said, yes, ma'am. Click, clack, 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 clack. Whatever it takes to get there, I got there. I was not getting in trouble. They're like, put it together. Keep rhythm and keep beat. I was like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Help out. We got to get the presence of God in here. Presence of God fell in there like a bomb. Boom. I said, I don't know what happened. They didn't have no worship, no real good. Wasn't real good. Wasn't real artsy and, you know, all these instruments. She took out two sticks. I said, my God in heaven, that's the Holy Ghost. It's your heart. Don't come to God with all this fancy schmancy stuff and your heart ain't in it. He said, how do you worship? They said, we worship you. We'll worship you on the mountain. He said, you ain't worship me on no mountain. You need to worship me in spirit and truth. I don't care where you worship me. Just have the right heart when you come to me. Are we coming to God with a heart of praise? No, we come to God with all our complaining. This don't work right. That don't work right. Why did I marry her? Why did I marry her? Come on. You need to go in there and just lift your hands to heaven and praise the Lord. It'll change your perspective on life. Look right there. Pop that up there. You need to see this. 
and realize what this really means. You got a privilege of worshiping God. Watch verse four. You better pull this in, for he is your creator, and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. Are you bringing pleasure to God? Well, I hope so. How about this? The level of your praise is the level of pressure you're bringing to God. You ain't praising him. He ain't getting no pleasure out of that. Look at verse 4. Watch this. Watch this as they keep going. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Mm. Praise is a password. Did you get that? You can pass through his open gates. How? With the password of praise. Woo! Woo! We put some praise on it. You know what I'm saying? You ever go somewhere? You ever go somewhere and they bump you to the front of the line? You know what I'm saying? Everybody else is waiting in line and you get to go first. You know what I'm saying? You, got the, you just got like VIP status. I went to Africa one year, right? And I went to the Congo and uh, we went and I never went through customs. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. But <laughs> too late now, it's out. I didn't go through nothing. I didn't go through no security check. I didn't get nothing. The guy came with a wand, went like this and said, get in the car. Took my passport. I thought I was, I don't know who I was. I felt like, I'll tell you what, I felt like T.L. Osborne, swear to God. I got off the thing. They showed up on a tarmac. They drove with the car right down. They come out. I said, my God. I said, who they come for? They're like, give me your stuff. Get in the car. I said, praise God. I like this. Right? I didn't go through nothing. Didn't get no bag. Didn't go nowhere. I come back. They're like, don't go there. You don't go there. You go here. I was like, shoot. They rush you right to the front line. Shoot, go sit down. Yeah, I sit there. I said, my God, I can get used to this. This is good living right here. Right? Walk out on a tarmac. They're like, go. I was like, go where? They're like, get on a plane. I was like, I ain't got to go through nothing. Beeping machines and take your shoes off. And all that. They're like, nah, man, you royalty. I had the password of his presence on my life. See, let me just tell you what started happening, man. You start getting the password of praise in private, he'll start putting the password of his presence on your life for public. And when that takes place, people start recognizing something. You're a little different than everybody else. You better get what I just said. You just missed that thing, some of you. When you start getting the password in private of praise, he'll start putting the password of his presence on you in public, and something starts, they don't know something about you. They can't figure out what's up with you. You know, they told the queen the one time, they said they had a guy, he had to go see the queen, the queen of England. He's freak, they said, freaking out. You know, they went to him and said, you know, you got to go see the queen today. Are you nervous? He said, what do I got to be nervous about going to see the queen for? I spent all morning with the king. You ain't worried about spending no time with people in person when you've spent all morning with the king. You got to go spend time in his presence praising him and worshiping him and thanking him. And you'll go stand before men and men will be like, I don't know there's something. You got his presence on you. It come off on you, rub off on you. Association, you got the password of praise. So here's the thing I want you to do. Write this down. You better stop associating with people you don't need to associate with no more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's a problem right there. Some of you got the wrong association coming in your eyes and your ear. You got the ungodly. You understand this? And it's affecting, it's affecting, two things are affecting you. What you're hearing and what you're seeing is affecting your level of thanks. And I, I got it this morning. You have to watch what you let in your ears and in your eyes, and you got to watch the people you get around, and you got to watch the people you let speak into your life. Because I got news for you, everything got something connected to it. And if you ain't careful, what'll happen is, you know, you could write me a text, I could catch your spirit. 
Yeah, I'm telling you the truth. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not being weird. I'm telling you, some of you being affected by people you don't need to allow you to be affected by because i got to stay in the password of praise that changed my life. I don't need to be getting around ungodly people. Now, you're going to get mad at me, some of you, but don't get mad at me. Say, Who are, you, are you talking about me? No, I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about this. You can never allow the standards to be set by the people around you. you got to set the standards and then let the people that have new standards come around you. I'm going to tell you again now, for all my note takers, I'm going to give you three quick points and we're going to be gone, all right? Here we go. You can never transcend the standards set by your closest associates or associations. You understand what that means? You can't, you got to set the standard of life and then if people ain't, look, man, we could agree to disagree. I ain't got no problem with that in anything. But if I set a standard of life and you don't have the same standard, we probably ain't going to walk together long. You understand what I'm saying? Some of you know what the problem is. You set a new standard of life, and then you understand why you can't hang around with the people from last season. They're last season. Look, I ain't being mean. You got to reach out to the lost. But here's the thing. Once you raise your standard, guess what? The people that don't have the same standard as you, they fade out a little bit. That ain't a problem. You're going to go back to where you came from to be friends with people that don't have the same standard you got? You're crazy. You understand what I said? Did you pull this in? Are you getting what I'm saying? You, gotta, you can't sit in the seat of the scornful, nor walk it away of the ungodly. You better filter what you let in, because it's messing up your Thanksgiving. It's messing. Look, Brother Hagen sat there, right? He said this. He said, I could, get, I, could fix the in, I could fix the anointing on your life. And I ain't bragging on Brother Hagen. I talked I talk to great men of God. They said this. They said, my words will change your mind. My body will change your physical being. That's how it happens. Association. Ken Hagen said this, association, environment, and influence is how you get somebody's anointing. Association, environment, and influence. So watch this. You start becoming the people you associate with. You know what I'm saying that? And then you'll say, well, you know, you start, you start hearing stuff, and you start reading stuff, and you start activating stuff, and stuff ain't right. You know it's wrong. Your spirit's telling you it's wrong, but then you try to go in there, and next thing you know, your praise is all maxed up. You're letting people affect your praise. You're letting the news affect your praise. You're letting the pandemics affect your praise. You're letting stuff that should not be affecting your praise affect your praise and your thankfulness. And now your association has messed up your level and volume of things. It's true. Look right here. You cannot, what? You got to be careful with this thing. Watch, watch this. Let's go to, you ready for this? Go, I'm going to keep it for a couple minutes. 12, give me 13 minutes. Psalms. Go to Psalms 1, Amplified Bible. Okay. Now, you got to pull this in now, one in one. You got to ask yourself, who am I letting in my eyes? Who am I letting in my ears? Should I be meditating on this? What do I need to be thinking about? Because some of you, it's, see, association will start messing up your attitude. It's quiet in here. You know what I'm saying? Stuff starts affecting you. You don't even realize it's affecting you, and it's affecting your level play, praise. You get around people that got you, you know, like in that right environment. How are you like? You're like, hey, man, I'm ready to go. You get in the wrong environment, what happens? I can't say nothing around these people. You know what starts happening to you. Now you can't even let your joy out of you. It's affecting you. My God in heaven, I feel the Holy Ghost. You see what I'm saying or no? Look right here. I'm telling you what it is. I'm going to show you in the word of God. Because once you lift the standard of life, write this down. Once I lift my standard of life, I have got a brand new circle of people around me. You and Linda, here's the people problem. 
Here's the problem. People got compromise written all over them. You know what I'm saying? They're compromisers, man. And then once you start standing for certain things that you don't compromise for no more, all the compromisers get mad and look at you like, what's the matter with you? Ain't nothing the matter with you. I lifted the standard of life, and I ain't going back. You don't like it, I don't really care. I didn't come here and run a popularity poll. You know what I'm saying? Uh, especially as a Christian. You know, you pull a Christian, you know, you ain't pulling, well, you pulling Christian cards. I ain't pulling no Christian card. It's who you are. You ain't going to talk certain ways. I don't talk certain ways, do you? I don't believe certain things, do you? I don't think certain things, that do you? When your life starts lining up with this word, people are going to start looking at you like, what's up with you? And then you're going to have to make a decision. You're either going to compromise your standard of life or you're going to hold that standard of life and let the people around you rise up or run away, one or the other. But the problem is some of you, some of you, you trying to get, un- let me tell you right here now, you try, let me tell you, man, you better pull this in. Just because people come to church don't mean they're saved. And if they're saved, that don't mean they got the same standard of save you got. You understand know that? Well, I'm okay with doing that. I'm not. Once you fine-tune your standard of Christianity, you're going to notice something. Not a lot of people believe what you believe. You understand know what I'm saying? Well, I'm okay with that. I'm not. If it ain't down with Jesus, I'm not down with it. And then everybody, then the next thing you do is, this is what all the compromisers do. You're going to locate yourself. I'm going to smack you right in the head today. I could care less. You know what all the compromisers do? Well, you know, everybody, all sin is sin. Gotcha. Well, you know, my sins aren't, you know, sin is sin. I'm explaining to all the people that look baffled right now, you're about ready to get slapped. So hang on tight. What does what what this mean, slapping? Well, you know, here's what we want to do. We want to go, well, you know, well, you know, you know, you know, big sin, little sin, there's a lot of sin. There's a lot of sin. Now we're going to start compromising what we say about marriage. To make somebody happy. Now we're going to start compromising what we say about this. And we're going to start compromising that. And then we all want to go like this. Well, there's the bigger ones and the little ones. Nah, man. Get off the bandwagon. There ain't no bandwagon to get on. And ain't nobody trying to hurt nobody's feelings. And ain't nobody hating nobody. Hello? It's, it's truth or false. Forget it. Ain't no gray in the kingdom. Okay? So then, they want to, then the next thing is after they have the little sin and sin thing, they're going to focus on your sin. Well, you know, you're not perfect. No, but the guy I'm following is. So guess what? He made me perfect. So I'm perfect and I'm going with him. Where are you going? Because that's what they love. They love compromise. And then, they're gonna, then if they don't get you there, they're going to say, well, let me tell you how I see it. I don't really care how I see it. You see it. The guy next to you sees it. I want to see it how he sees it. So now that we got all that done, we got one where to go. Brand new standard of life. Now who's going to live it? And that's when the rubber's going to meet the road because they're going to go, well, you know, I don't know if we got to get that intense about it. Well, you know, I, I, I think we do because here's the deal. Where you start giving ground to the enemy, he'll start taking more ground. So I'm not giving him no ground. So here's what you got to do. The minute you raise your standard, guess what's going to happen? You ain't got to tell nobody your brand of Christianity. You just mind your business and run your race. Them that have the same like mine will follow you. But do me a favor. Stop trying to get the ignorant and the unlearned to catch up to where you're at. It's too big of a curve because they chose not to. 
You can take this one home. You might want to go back and listen to this a couple times. Because what you do is what everybody else does. How in the world could people be this baffled in life? And you're trying to get them to see what you see. But guess what? They can't see what you see because somewhere along the line they left their standard behind. And now because you don't have the standard of, hey, I'm going to go for it, you can't see what we're talking about because you don't understand it. Why? So stop trying to get everybody to see and start looking and finding who's seeing what you're seeing, saying what you're saying, speaking what you're speaking, and start running with them because they're taking you to the place you need to go. Instead of allowing people to affect you internally, and now your level of thanksgiving ain't nowhere it needs to be. Your level of praise ain't where it needs to be. It's almost like you've been affected by people that should not be affecting you. And now because of the infection around you, you are not spiritually healthy. So this is going to be personal. You got to cut out some people in your life that ain't filling you where they need to fill you. Now, you ain't got to tell them. You ain't got to be mean, and you don't got to be rude, but some people you just can't run with in the next season where you're going. You know what I'm saying? Some of you to the point, and I don't know what's going on in here, but I can tell you the atmosphere of the room. Some of you need to defriend some people. It ain't wrong. Some of you need to lose some people's number. It ain't wrong. If it's affecting you to the point where you don't physically even feel right, you better do what you got to do, because I'm going to tell you right now, it ain't healthy for you. It's affect anything affecting my level of thanks and praise, I'm eradicating that in my life. You know what I'm saying? Man, I can't, you go get next to you know you're getting all that. Why? Because here's the thing. Blessed, happy, and for you. Are you pulling this in? Come on, I got six minutes. Pull this in number one. Are you seeing what I'm saying though? You know this is true. You ever get around grumpy people? What you come out like? You grumpy. You ever get around angry people? You ever get around angry people? What happens when you get around angry people? You mad. I'm mad too. What you mad about? I'm mad about what they're mad about. They got their mad on me. You ever, you ever had somebody talk about somebody and then their argument becomes your cause? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You ain't never been there? Man, I met this guy one time. They were complaining about him. I said, man, he's so mad. This guy's messed up. I said, yeah, he's probably messed up. So I went to go met the messed up guy. You know, I went in there and said, he's messed up, preacher. He messed up. Everybody tell me he messed up. I met him. I said, I think the guy's great. It's all their nonsense about what they think is messed up, and now it became my cause of everybody. Now I'm pre-stereotyping people based upon other people's opinion about them, which has nothing to do with me. I'm telling you, listen to me, association is dangerous. You better make sure you got the right association, not the wrong association. Look, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Bring it home, meditate on it, marinate in it. Do whatever you got. Take a bath in what I'm telling you today. You better start qualifying the people that are speaking around your life. They're creating the atmosphere of your life. You better be careful. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm talking to so-and-so, and they're mad. Now you mad. And some of you are looking at me like, well, I don't even know what you're talking about. You probably got to get out more. Because you socially messed up, and this ain't no quarantine messing you up. You know what I'm saying? You guys like, I don't know what he's talking about. You know what he's talking about? Yeah, he's, I'm talking, probably talking about you, you grumpy thing. Look, blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, prosperous. I got prosperous. I got port populist What do I call him? Prosperous. I got port potty over here or something. Prosperous, right? Happy, fortunate, prosperous, amenable is the man who walks and lives not in the council of the ungodly. Who's the ungodly? Them that, not find God, them that do not. You know what the ungodly is? Them who do not follow God in his ways. That's the ungodly people. I thought I was talking about lost people. 
Well, he's talking about lost people. He's also talking about people that ain't following God. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Am I telling you? Well, you know, I know. You know, anybody say, well, that ain't God, un, that's ungodly thinking. If I came in here and tell you, oh, it ain't God's will to heal you, that's ungodly. Anything God didn't say is ungodly. Hating somebody is ungodly. You understand me? You understand me? Hate is ungodly. Anything God said, if he's God almighty, man, what do you think ungodly would be? If God said it and you say something different than what God said, it's ungodly. You see what I'm saying? saying, I don't think God wants to prosper everybody. He does. That's ungodly. I don't think God wants to heal everybody. He does. That's ungodly. I don't think God's a God of love. That's ungodly. If God said it and you got an opinion contrary to what God said, it's ungodly. The children of Israel showed up when an evil report, when they said something different about taking the promised land. God considers an evil report, an ungodly report, anything different than what he wrote and said. You see that? He ain't just talking about lost people. Some of you see when people ain't got no sense. What? Counsel the ungodly. Look at this. Keep going. We're going to go all the way. Watch this. Following their advice, their plans, and their purposes. Oh, ain't that sweet? Nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk. He said, I ain't going there. They go. Nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. Well, look at his delight. His delight and desires are in the law of the Lord. And on his laws and his precepts and the instructions of God does he meditate. Habitually meditates, ponders, and studies day by day and day by night. You understand that? Night and day. Now, here's what I need you to do. Write these down. I'm going to let you go. Okay? Y'all know this, too. Evil companionship corrupts good manners. Look at that. Pop that up there. 1 Corinthians 15, 33, 34. Write this down. Okay, did you get my thing about you could never transcend? Here's a good one too. Remember, write this down, write this down. Remember, once you choose to live an uncommon life, you will leave those who have not behind. Once you choose to live an uncommon life, you will leave those who choose not to behind. Does that make sense? That means you go lift the standard like, hey, here we go. All of a sudden, the people that do not have that same standard, you're leaving them behind. They ain't, you ain't coming with them. They ain't coming with you, man. They ain't going to come with you. They could be in your own house. They will not understand what you're talking about because you're going for it. You're like, I'm going all in. We're all in with this thing. We ain't backing up. We ain't going back to where we were. Well, you know, it ain't that big a deal. Well, that's a big deal to me. Do not lose your standard of what. And you know what I know most of the time when you really get serious about this is when you need something big from God. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, want, I need a financial breakthrough. I'm not saying nothing different than what God said. I need a healing miracle. I ain't saying nothing different than what God said. We need some marriage restoration. I ain't saying nothing different than what God said. We need some family restoration. That kid need to serve God. We ain't saying nothing different than what God said. We need some breakthroughs in life. I ain't saying nothing. See, when you need something from God, you'll start changing your character. Now, look right here, though. You pull this in. Watch this. People's different standards make it hard for you to walk with them. Did you get that? Because once you choose to live an uncommon life, something changes. Write this down. Write this down. This is so powerful. We must always prize principle above relationship. You must prize principle above relationship. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? You got to prize principle over above relationship. Do you understand what that means? We set principles, then I figure out who I can have relationship with. I don't have relationship and then set the principles. 
know what I'm saying? Like, hey, here's the principles we're going to live by. Now, whoever fits the principle package can be the relationship agreement. Otherwise, nah, man. Ain't worth it. It's mess. I'm telling you right here now, man. Look at this first Corinthians 15. You're going to like this. It's, I got it in the Amplified, and then I'm going to read it in the Living Bible. Do not be deceived and mis, 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 misled. Evil companionship, communion and association corrupts and depraved good manners and morals and character. Who you hang out with, who you're letting in your eye, who you're letting in your ear. This is about separating. Jesus said, separate, come out because I'm holy. You come out, you be holy. Listen, I'm not telling you you ain't got a responsibility to lost people, but I got a choice who I can hang out with. Let me tell you something about lost people. I reach out to lost people all the time. I ain't got no problem with lost people. I like them. But here's the problem I do have. I'm not hanging out with everybody. Why? Not because I don't like people. I like people, but I ain't hanging out with everybody. I don't have the same standard of agreement I got. I'm not going to let that stuff get in my ear and in my eye. I don't need to. I'm telling you guys, you need to learn this stuff. Some of you, you're trying to be nice. Nice is costing you relationship with God. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's true. You know it's true. Because watch, watch this. Here, I'll prove it to you. Ready? Okay, don't raise your hand. How many of you have been upset, mad, flipped out with something you read, something you saw, somebody said something? Man, everybody's building good. In the last couple months, how many of you freaking out? Or could have flipped out about something that was said and literally lost your religion over this mess because because crazy stuff between the pandemic, the isolation, the election, all this stuff, and everything going on, man. People, church, life, home, relatives. You could have lost it. You think you better you better get cranked up. We're getting ready to head into holidays. These nuts are coming over your house. Are you ready for this? And y'all like you shot out now. You better put this thing to work. Uncle Joe's coming. He'd be drunk by the time he gets to the house. You know what I'm saying? He got drunk before he came home. He gonna be at the house drunk, cussing about God. You're like, oh God, here he come. You know what I'm talking about? Some of you gotta deal with it. I didn't say lost people, but you know what I'm saying. Like, man, you know what? That ain't gonna edify me. I ain't listening to it. I don't know. You know what? I love you, man. I'll pray for you from afar, but I don't know how far me and you can hang anymore with this stuff. Look right here. I'll be serious with you, man. Look right here. Do not be deceived and misled. Evil companionship, communion association, corrupts and depraved good manners and morals. Awake from your drunken stupor, return. Be sober, sense your right minds, right? And what? Sin no more. Watch this. You have the knowledge of God, but don't willfully and disgracefully and be ignorant of it, lacking the sense of God's presence and then true knowledge of him. Look what it says in the Living Bible. You're going to love this. Don't be fooled. I got it. Nobody else has got it. Don't be fooled by those who say such things. If you listen to them, you start acting like them. Don't go there, man. We must always prize principle above relationship. Here's one. I'm going to leave you with this. Listen to this. I'm done. Consequently, when one chooses the same principles as you, they truly walk with you. Disciples walked with Jesus and followed close to him as long as they kept his principles. The minute they left his principles, they left his person. Once you take the standard of principle and move into your future, the people that have the same standard of principles will be able to walk with you. Them that do not will fade away. It's not you. It's not, it's not what you say. It's not what, anything. It's what you said that he said. That separated people from you. Set your standard of principles 
Don't back up on them. And understand this, that once I do it, it might change some of the relationships around me, but I cannot take away my principles because of the relationships of the people around me. I got to keep my principles no matter what because my principles are the standard of Christianity that I continue in my heart. Does that make sense? Now, I'm going to tell you why I said all that today. Because if you're honest, you know what's coming in your eye, what's coming in your ear, what comes in your heart is, set, is changing the level of thanks you got. And if you're not careful in seasons of life, people will try to come in and cause you to miss out on the place of Thanksgiving. Because not only is it circumstances, not only is it situations, not only is it the things of life coming against you that's trying to take this place of Thanksgiving, it's people. It's people. It's people. You know, the disciples walk with Jesus. I'll show you something right here now. I'm going to show you how it's going to get challenged. It'll challenge them that even walk with you. I'll be quick real quick because I didn't want to give you this, but I will. There's a story in the Bible when Jesus walks in a room one day. Walks in a room and the disciples are all around. And a woman comes. Takes open an alabaster box and breaks it and pours oil on his feet. Washes his feet with her hair. And everybody's tripping. Even the disciples. Who is this woman that comes and washes your feet with her hair? We're still talking about her. What is this level of worship she's giving you? Why? Don't you know we could have used it? Look at all the complaining trying to stop her worship from gaining. Look at all the complaining trying to make her feel like what you're doing is wasteful. Look at everybody's complaining of what they wouldn't give the master and the Messiah. Look at everybody's hard attitude. Could have used it. Could have sold it. What's wrong with her? Don't you know who she is? Don't you know where she came from? She might not even be a legitimate woman. She might have a illegitimate lifestyle. She might be messed up. Everybody's critiquing and, and concerned with stupid nonsense that means nothing. And Jesus in the moment goes, what she does today, the world will remember forever. Because she brought me worship. She brought me. She brought me what I've been looking for. And everybody around her was trying to stop her. They tried to stop a blind man from screaming on the side of the word. They tried to stop men from getting into his presence. Oh, don't you bother the master. Don't you come and give him this. They tried to stop a woman with an issue of blood. Don't you know you're unclean? You're supposed to be out. Just like those lepers. You ain't supposed to be here. You're not even supposed to be in public. She said, but if I could push through and I could touch him, something could change in my life. Everybody's a critic and everybody's got a critique. But when people get desperate to worship God, they lose it and don't care. Everybody around you is either pushing you towards Jesus or trying to get you to come away from him. Run with them that are running with him. Find who's running towards him and pushing you to run your race. That's what I read in Philippians. I read it in Philippians in the Passion Bible. You can see it if you want. We were there. It talks about running your race. It's probably like verse 15 or something like that. Kaylee will pull it up there. When she pulls it up there, we'll find that it's in the Passion Translation. Paul said this. He said, I run not like one that hasn't already achieved. I'm trying to achieve it. I, I forget about the past. I press forward for the prize. And it keeps going. And it says in there, right there, and it says, look like 13, 14. We'll figure it out. It's in the Passion Translation when you see it. He says these words. He says it like this. He says, and I'm, I'm watching the ungodly. And I admit I haven't acquired or absolutely what made it yet. That I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me. Keep going. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this, but I keep, I keep my focus right. I forget everything that's beyond me and I pass, in, pass through this heart fastened to the Lord. I run straight for this divine invitation. Watch this. Keep going. Keep going. So let 
all who are fully mature and have the same passion. That's what you're looking for. Who's got the same passions I got? Who's got the same passion I got? And if anyone yet has not been gripped by these desires, God will reveal it to you. Go find them. Let us all run to advance together to reach this prize, following one another with the path. Well, one passion. Now watch this. Imitate my walk with God and follow all those who walk according to the way of life. Look, go back. Wait, leave it right there. Just go back there for My beloved friends, imitate my walk. Why? Paul's saying it. With God, follow all those who walk according to the way that I've modeled unto you. You ain't looking for everybody. You're looking for somebody. They ain't running in packs. They're running in people. They don't want to run like this. Cost you something to run like this. Paul said, I'm pressing for a prize. My friend, imitate my walk and follow me. I've, mo- I've modeled it for you. Man, that's a statement, man. When they can look at you and go, I've modeled the life you're supposed to walk. Keep going. For there are many who live by different standards. There you go right there. They ain't got the standard of Christianity. They don't serve the same brand of Christianity. Their label's not what your label is. There are many who are live by different standards. As I've warned you, and many times I weep while I write this. Their words, they are enemies of the cross and the anointed one. These are believers. He's pressing for a prize called the kingdom. He said they're believers. They ain't got the standard you got. They don't believe what you believe. They don't qualify what you created to be godly. They could care less about godly. Fill their bellies with what they want to fill themselves with. Their brand of Christianity is foolishness and nonsense. But once you lift your standard, something changes in your life. Because I only want what he wants. I'm only going to say what he says. They are enemies of the cross and the anointed one and are what? Doom. God has possessed them and made them mute. Their boast is in their shameful lifestyle. Minds are in the dirt. I ain't running with that pack. You gotta run with you gotta run, you gotta mark them. You gotta mark your you gotta mark you gotta mark some people, man. I ain't being mean. I'm just saying, look, man, we can hang out, but we ain't going that far. Young people, you better pay attention to me. Your influence in your life, your life is not determined by what you believe. Your life is determined by who you believe. You understand know that? Ain't what you believe. You're going to believe something. You're going to believe what your mom and daddy tell you? You know, you're going to believe, you're going to believe, you believe. Everybody's listening to somebody. Your life is never determined by what you believe, but by who you believe. Because somebody's telling you something. Somebody's telling these young kids something. And you're going to choose what you believe by choosing who you believe. Because if you believe what I'm telling you to believe, I'm going to tell you. See, that's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you what I, I'm telling you. I'm a man. I'm a man submitted unto God. I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what that Bible says. I read you the Bible. Now, you got to make a choice. Man, I see it, Pastor Chris. You're saying when I lift my standard of Christianity, some people around me might get argumentative with me. You better believe it. They ain't going to believe what you believe. Now, that's the way it's going to fly. But here's the thing. Don't tell nobody. Don't be mean. Don't be ugly. 
Just keep going on with your life knowing this. I got a different, you know what it is? This is going to help you. This sermon is going to help a lot of people today. That's why you need to share this. You want to, you got a different standard of Christianity. That's what happens when you grow. My standard of Christianity is a little bit higher than the normal. That ain't elevating you or you being mean. That's me understanding why I don't get along with everybody the way I'm supposed to get along with everybody. They don't believe what I believe. They don't think what I think. They don't, that's what I'm saying. I can get people mad at me. Most of the people come in here and get mad at me. Don't you know that? Y'all been mad at me. Because you get mad at me because I tell you what it says, and then you get, mad, you get aggravated, and you go home, and you think about it, and God, God tells you what he tells you. I know what he tells you. He goes, he's right. <laughs> as much as you don't like it, that joker's right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I had a guy come in. I hated you. I said, praise be to God. I don't know if I really like you either. Come on. No, it's true. Why? Because I'm telling you the truth. He told you, he said, once you lift your standard, you're going to look around and go, you believe like I believe? Don't tell nobody now. Because that's the problem there. And you're like, why don't you see what I see? You ain't got the same standard I got. Now, listen. Let me tell you what happens there. You can lower your standard for relationship or you can lift your standard and let relationship lose itself from you. I ain't changing my standard for nobody. That's why they try to come get me. You can't catch me. I'm too quick, baby. Can't change nothing. You can't say this. Watch me. You can't do this. Watch me. You can't say that. I said, watch me. You can't stop me. That's where you got to get to. That's where you got to get to. I am backing up on what I believe in neither of you. Keep your level of thanks right. And don't let this earth, people, stuff get in and affect your level of thanksgiving. It ain't worth it. Come on, stand up on your feet. You did great today. Come on. Lift your hands to heaven. There's some areas here. Maybe you got a little mad. Maybe you got, you know, come on, man. Stuff doesn't happen. You can lift your hands to heaven. You can repent if you want to repent. Some of you let it in. I'm telling you already you did. I want to be preaching. See, a lot of times people say, Pastor, is that in you? No, it's in, the, it's in the church. It's in the body of Christ. It's in the body of Christ right now. Because I body flow more than I flow for this body. I catch the pulse of the whole body. Allow yourself not to be affected Allow your, allow your worship, your praise, your presence, your life. Don't allow it to be affected by what's going on around you in life. This ain't got nothing to do with just going on. It's about everything to do with what's going on in the kingdom. Don't let stuff affect your level of thanks. Don't let stuff affect your level of praise. Don't let nothing knock the shot out of you. Ooh. You get that? Don't let nothing knock the shout out of you. Don't let it knock the shout out of you. Come on, baby. You know what I'm saying? I still got my shout. Life might have knocked me, but it didn't knock the shout out of me. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I like that. Don't let it knock the shout out of you. Come on. You know, I still got my shout. I still got my praise the Lord. I still got my thank you, Jesus. Ain't nothing knocking the shout out of me. Come on, somebody. I still got a shout of praise. I still got a shout of victory. I still got a shout. Look, what am I talking about? I'm talking about your own life. Let nothing get you like that. Some of you have been through some stuff. It's okay. You're going to pass through. Just know this. I'm keeping my thanks right. And I like that scripture we started with, right? Let all the people praise him. Let all the people praise the Lord. As you praise the Lord, 
He's going to move in your midst. Father, I thank you for each and every person watching. I thank you, Father, for what you're doing. I thank you how you're moving their life. You surround their life and you help them see it. You help them know it. Help them understand it. Let them walk in a greater level of the blessing of God and let it never go back to where they were and let them go forward. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray and everybody said amen and amen. Hey, don't forget. Listen. But Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night online, Hope Summit. It's going to be powerful. And if you if you got your offering, they're in the back corner with the bucket. We appreciate your giving. We love you guys. You're doing great. Don't forget, elevate your praise this week. It's going to be powerful. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.